And 37 to 19 is your final score as the Eagles fall to the Rams at home and start the season 0 and 2. We are going to break it down for you here on the postgame show presented by Rico. I'm Amy Campbell. I'm joined by Fran Duffy and by Ike Reese. We are coming to you from three different locations to give you one cohesive show. We'll also be joined by Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. And uh, Ike, let's just start here. Big picture. Eagles start, uh, get, get behind to start the game. They keep it, uh, they're able to come back, get within, um, within <laughs> oh my goodness I'm so flustered by this game all right we have a lot to discuss they're able to get close at the end but they uh they were not able to ever take the lead in this one uh why don't you uh start saying some words about this game well I think it's fairly obvious you know the Eagles basically for the second week in a row beat themselves I mean the only difference this week was they didn't wait till when they were up 17 to nothing it started off from the opening drive. I mean, the Miles Sanders fumble there on the opening drive and to put the uh, Rams right there in scoring territory, the Eagles were basically climbing uphill from that point on. Rams able to go up 21-3 to after one quarter. And from that point, you're basically pressing, trying to get back into the game. Uh, they were able to get within five with the ball in the red zone. And boom. Another self-inflicted wound. Carson Wentz throwing a touchdown in the end zone. A throw where you have to make a better throw. I'm not going to say it was a bad decision. You just need to make a better throw there to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside if you're going to make that throw. Big-time quarterbacks certainly have confidence in their arm, and they take a risk on throws like that, and they often come through. And that's a throw there that Carson is capable of making. He needed to make that throw probably a second sooner than what he did. And that DB was able to break on it, Amy. And I think from that point, that really took the sale out of the team. They didn't necessarily recover fully after that. I know they had another opportunity when they were down in the red zone where they had to settle for a field goal. But really, to me, by that point, that interception took a lot out of this team. Yeah, it definitely seemed to take the, the wind out of their sails there. And, of course, without the crowd, the crowd noise can only do um, so much. And I'm interested to hear Dave Spadaro's thoughts on that in a second. But, Fran, let's look at this Rams offense, the Sean McVay offense that – uh, really had the Eagles defense looking pretty confused, at least in that first half. Uh, total net yards for the Rams, 449. Um, and the rushing yards for the Rams, 191 rushing yards. It seemed like they were really able to just impose their will on this Eagles defense. Yeah, I mean, this defense or this offense has an identity. You're right. I mean, we talked about it this week on Eagles game plan. Ike, I thought you did a great job of breaking down what makes them so effective and what the Eagles needed to be able to stop them. And it required a lot of discipline at the second and third level. Look, I'm going to wait until I watch the film on Monday morning to really take away what I saw from this. But to me, I mean, the, the Eagles defense, obviously, they couldn't stop anybody in, in the first drive or the first half. I mean, what did Jared Goff start 13 for 13? You talked about the numbers, Amy. I mean, uh, the offense, they had their way with the Eagles defense. Running the ball, throwing the ball, play action, gadget plays. I mean, everything they wanted, they took. Uh, they were great on third down. They were great in the red zone. You thought the opening drive, well, it's just they had the short field. All right, let's get them back to the next one. No, they marched right down the field. They score again. Like I said, everything was working on all cylinders for this L.A. Rams offense. Uh, they had the Eagles number in the first half. I was glad that the defense was able to bounce back. The offense showed some resiliency. They were good in the first half. They stayed with it. They didn't bail on the run game. They showed that they were willing to stick with it. They got within a score. 
and then they muster just a field goal in the second half. I mean, it was a tale of, of two halves where you saw the defense uh, really kind of crumble in the first half. The offense held up their end, and then the, the situations flopped on the, at halftime. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned Jared Goff, that 13-for-13 start to the game. That's the best uh, start for him in his career, the most accurate he's been in his career. All right, let's go to Dave Spadaro now, who is on the scene. Um, Dave, take me through just the atmosphere, what you observe from the guys in terms of the energy, the body language, and the ups and downs of this game and how they handled it without the fan support there. Yeah, there's not a lot of atmosphere, Amy. Um, it is, the crowd, it's almost like a murmur sound. It's not a loud, boisterous crowd. You really hear from the stands, and I spent a little time toward the end of the game in the stands, you hear the sidelines. So there is no juice at all, obviously, from the pumped-in noise. Um, and the Eagles just haven't played these two games with that fevered pitch that they need to play with. So today... An extremely disappointing start to the home season. I don't. I disagree with Ike. I don't think the Eagles gave this game away. They certainly made a lot of mistakes. But I thought, look, if Cooper Cup doesn't fumble a punt return, this game is a, a lot worse than it already is here. So, I mean, I think the Eagles were unable to get off the field defensively. And then offensively, after scoring 17 points last week, they only scored 19 points this week. So uh, there is a, a need for something to wake this football team up and, and have it play with its you know, hair on fire. You, it just, you ran through some numbers, 191 rushing yards. Where are the linebackers? Tyler Higby, three touchdown catches, victimizing linebackers, motion, uh, Eagles missing tackles. Jared Goff, 9.9 .9 yards per pass attempt. These are staggering numbers against a group that we thought the defense was, was going to you know, rise to the occasion. Four, four more touchdowns allowed and five trips to the red zone by the defense after a three of four performance last week by the Washington football team. The Eagles, uh, Eagles need to, something really good to happen here. Uh, like you said, there's just not a spark. Dave, I want to go to the other side. You brought up some of the numbers on the, the defensive side, but you look at this offense, the game plan this week certainly a lot different than what we saw a week ago against Washington. Instead of it being deep shot, deep shot, deep shot down the field, you saw a lot of underneath stuff, and then they started to open it up a little bit more in the second half. Carson Wentz, a handful of misses in the second half that honestly he just can't have, um, especially when they're working from behind, trying to get back into this football game. Uh, what did you make of the, the game from Carson Wentz? Concerted effort to get the football out of his hands. So I uh, thought he did a better job of that. But he, yeah, he missed some receivers and turned the ball over another couple of times here. Three more turnovers by the Eagles offense. That's six in two games. Um, so just not, I mean, they tried to incorporate Jalen Hurts, three plays, moved him around the formation as a, as a decoy. There were times when the Eagles really showed great tempo. They tried to get, you know, up to the line of scrimmage quickly, get the, get the offense going, going, going. Seems to work. You reference the interception in the end zone, a throw to Ortega-Whiteside that was just not there. You had to make a perfect throw to thread the needle there. And I thought until that point, Carson had done a nice job of taking what the defense was giving him I felt on that play, he got a little bit greedy. And, you know, the fact that the Eagles were able to claw their way back into the game after being down 21-3, to admirable. That play, coupled with 
the Rams coming right down the field and scoring just took the wind out of the sails here. There's things that, are, that I see with this team that are very concerning. After a giveaway, the defense is not getting off the field. The defense is not stopping anybody in the red zone. The offense is not producing consistent big plays. They got the running game going a little bit today. That was nice, but nothing big. A 22-yard pass on a, a blitz to Miles Sanders, nice. Deshaun Jackson, 25-yard gain, catch and run, nice. But nothing over the top. I get it. It's against the screen, uh, zone defense. I get that. You take what they give you. Um, but too many turnovers. The defense not getting stops. The defense not changing the momentum of the game. Not taking the football away in two games. These are all very significant concerns. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Dave. I think you hit a lot of stuff with the nail. I mean, uh, the hammer right on the nail there, man. I mean, on both sides of the football, just I, I just see a football team that doesn't look like they they are clicking on all cylinders. And I don't know if it's because a lot of guys miss training camp due to injuries or rest or what have you. I'm not making an excuse. I just see sloppy play out there on the field on both sides of the football. You touched on a lot of that. Uh, and what you just said, whether it was miscommunication uh, on the defensive side, guys' eyes in the wrong place, not being disciplined, things they seemingly did well last week but didn't do well this week against this Rams offense where you really have to be disciplined on defense with your assignments. And on offense, lack of explosiveness and the quarterback for two straight weeks not being a true difference maker in a positive manner, you can easily tell why the team is 0-2. There are a lot of things to point to over two weeks where this team needs to improve. I will say the offensive line after last week did a nice job bouncing back this week. Yeah, hey, Ike, I got a couple of questions for you. Uh, number one, we all thought coming into the season that the Eagles would be in a great position having the coaching staff coming back intact that has not proven to be the case. I'd like you to comment on that in just a moment. And then, was today an example of Sean McVay going after the Eagles linebackers? Tyler Higby, three touchdown catches for a tight end. Runs directly into the middle of the Eagles defense. Daryl Henderson breaking it big. Do you feel like McVay went after the Eagles linebackers today? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, this is his third time going up against Jim Swartz. And... Even though the Eagles have gone 3-0 against Los Angeles, Sean McVay's offenses have been able to put numbers up against this defense. And typically, the Eagles play good run defense. That's probably the biggest thing I was surprised with today was that they didn't play solid run defense. I don't know if his guy's not in the proper gaps. I think we're a little light, Dave, Fran, Amy, on the back end of this defense. When you look at the back seven of this defense, where is the beef? If that defensive line doesn't do a great job of getting off the offensive line and getting to the running back, when you get to our back seven, where is the, where is the size, uh, the strength to be able to get off blocks and get uh, ball carriers on the ground? Jalen Mills, is he, he may be tough in, 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 in nature, but he's still 190 pounds. And so when you're going up against a guy like Malcolm Brown, a guy who gets behind his shoulder pads and runs downhill, he's going to run through those arm tacklers. That's where Malcolm Jenkins was very good at. We already know our linebackers aren't very big. And then Rodney McLeod is not very big either. So I look up the middle of our defense. 
We don't have much size there. And what I saw today was that the Rams were able to get downhill and really just out physical our front seven. And I think that's a concern moving forward. And, and then finally, I have a question for, for everybody. I mean, what's with the – did the Eagles not expect Jared Goff to bootleg? Did they ex not expect misdirection? I mean, it was like it was like you know he was just creating space the entire first half before the Eagles made some kind of adjustment. But guys, it looked to me like they had no idea that these boots were coming, that this play-action bootleg game was coming. And that's what when you look at that scheme and trying to move Goff off of his spot, get him outside the pocket. Those are the things that we talked about last week for the Eagles with Carson Wentz against Washington, against that defensive line, get him outside the pocket, get him away from that pass rush. That's why when I look at this game and I say, man, like, no, you know, very little pressure on Jared Goff. To me, that's more about McVay's scheme and what, and what the, the positions that they were able to put Jared Goff in. They constantly have him rolling away from the pressure after a run fake. So the defense is going after the back and he's going out and it's an easy throw. It's a high, low read. If I throw, if this guy's open, I'm throwing it to him. If not, it's going to a check down and that guy's running for eight yards. Like, it, it happened way too often, time after time again, and then everything off of that. Ike, again, we talked about it on Eagles game plan. They run uh, the play action, they go to the boot, and then they throw a screen to Cooper Cup for 30 yards. They, they were dialing up all of the right calls, and the Eagles just had no answers. Uh, great points by everybody. A really yeah, great conversation. Him. And just to touch uh, one more time on, on Jared Goff's numbers, completed 20 out of 27 passes. And like we said, a 13 out of 13 start, 74%, 267 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, a QB rating of 142. So absolutely an outstanding. Uh, the, this Eagles defense really made him look pretty good today. All right, Dave, we are going to let you go. I'm really looking forward to listening to your podcast later for continued analysis on this one. Thanks so much for, for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys. Tough one today here at Lincoln Financial Field. Right, thank you, guys. Tough one today here at Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, definitely. We are all feeling it. I can only imagine how it feels in there. And uh, I'm definitely interested to see the uh, the press conferences from Coach Doug Peterson and from some of the players, which we will have live here. But let's continue this conversation. Um, Ike, let's get to your takeaways. What's your first one? Well, my first one, Amy, Fran, this team got off to a slow start. I thought playing at home in their first game at Lincoln Financial Field, they come out with a little more energy. Regardless if you have fans there or not, the fact that you're playing in your home stadium, you got to be able to create some energy. And I thought we came out flat. You know, Los Angeles is the team that came from the West Coast to the East Coast, and they're playing at 1 o'clock, which is 10 a.m. on the West Coast. That should be an advantage for the Eagles. Instead, the Eagles seemed like the team that wasn't awake at 1 o'clock when it was time to kick the ball off, and the Rams were ready to go. I mean, started the first series of the game, you fumbled the ball, and then it seemed like the Eagles couldn't do anything defensively to slow down Jared Goff and Sean McVay on that offensive side of the ball, hitting Tyler Higby time and time again, uh, Cooper Cup on third downs. Really, I mean, before the Eagles realized what hit them, it was 21-3, to and the first quarter was over with. I think that was a huge, huge advantage for the Rams. They got off to a fast start. The Eagles weren't ready to go. And 21-3 to in this league, although it's not an insurmountable lead, man, it is very difficult to come back from that because you have to expand so much energy 
with the defensive stops and offensively, you almost have to be perfect just to get back in the game. And I mean, when the Eagles got within five points, they weren't perfect on the play that they needed to be perfect on. And that was the throw to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside where Carson just a little late there. He has the ability to make that throw, just didn't make an accurate throw. And that really took the wind out of the cell for this team. Slow start that they couldn't overcome, Amy and Fran. Well, Ike, and when you talk about, you know, that deficit at the beginning, that slow start, and then they start getting a little bit momentum heading into the half, they're able to capitalize on that turnover, start on the uh, opposing 11-yard line, turn that into a touchdown, go into halftime, uh, Rams get the ball, they force a three and out, and they're driving down the field. I'm thinking, okay, this is going, my fairy tale brain says, this is going to be exactly like last week's game, but in the other direction. And then, of course, there was that killer interception into the end zone that Carson Wentz threw right Right where there was that opportunity to really build some momentum. It seemed like every time, Fran, they started to get a little bit of momentum, there was a costly error that just took the wind out of their sails. And it's not one consistent issue, as it very rarely is in football, right? It's, a, it's very rare that we could sit back and say, all right, it was this consistent theme that lost them the game. You know, on that interception, you know, without watching the film and just seeing the angles they showed us on TV, uh, it seemed like he's rolling to his left and he's got a couple of receivers at his disposal on that play side. And that backside post is almost like, uh, you know, throw, you know, break glass in case of emergency kind of throw. Now, again, it's like what we talked about with Carson holding on to the football with those sacks last week. You like the aggressiveness. You like the, the, a guy that is willing to pull the trigger on that tough throw down the field where maybe you don't necessarily need it, but it has that chance to be a huge play. But it's got to be a perfect throw in that scenario. And in that scenario, they, it wasn't. And obviously, it gets picked off. Um, you know, and even if it wasn't picked off, J.J. is going to take a huge shot uh, from the safety coming back across the field as well. So, you know, either way, it didn't seem like it was going to be a positive play uh, for the Eagles there. And as you guys mentioned, uh, you guys have used the term, took the, to the wind right out of the sails uh, of that Eagles offense. Only a field goal uh, in the last two quarters of play. After that strong finish to the first half, they seem to have some momentum. They come out, they get that three and out. Amy, just like you said, like, it seemed like, all right, we're getting back into the groove of this thing. And then just, the wheels fell off. And uh, uh, I just want to mention Carson Wentz's stat line, um, 26 of 43, but really the uh, uh, 242 yards completed 60%, a QB rating of 56.5. But uh, the big number here is the two interceptions. And now he has four in two games when last season he had seven combined. So uh, definitely I haven't seen this version of Carson before. Ike, have you? No, no. I mean, not since his rookie year where he threw, I believe, 14 interceptions. It's the only year he's thrown double-digit interceptions. We know right now, this crazy pace, he's on his way to throwing 32 interceptions this year. You're in Jameis Winston country there. Nobody throws 30 interceptions in the season. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, it's, it's something that he needs to get corrected. Um, when he typically has to force the issue or he feels the need to force the issue, that's where interceptions come. You look at most of his interceptions after his rookie season, they've come in games where they either, either have been down or he's trying to make a play where there isn't a play to be made. And um, that's something that we don't typically see from Carson. It just creeps his head up every now and then. I certainly hope, Amy and Fran, that this is not a trend uh, for the 2020 season. Because you can't win many football games if your quarterback is turning the ball over. 
Well, everybody hopes it's not a trend, and I don't know how a, a team let the uh, Bronco Buck is is feeling about this right now. Maybe we need, maybe there needs to be a little bit more of a rain on that Bronco right now. But um, Ike, let's get to your next takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about that, Amy. We got to pull him back in. Pull him in. Um, my second tech takeaway is the defense today. Um, I, I thought the defense really put the team overall in a hole by not, not being able to get off the field on third down. I think at one point, the Rams were either 7-for-7 seven seven or 8-for-8 eight eight on third down conversions. We talked about Jared Goff getting off for, on a 13-for-13 13 completion uh, he was never rattled until late in that first half. They didn't get any pressure on him. Big plays, things that we aren't. All right, Ike, okay. I hate to cut you off, but we have head coach Doug Peterson ready for his press conference. Here's the head coach. With Bo and then Paul Domowicz. Hey, Doug. Um, you got to turn that volume down. Uh, can you explain to us the decision not to, um, to, to accept the field goal uh, after the penalty instead of going for it on, on fourth and three? Felt at that time we had we had some momentum. Um, took the ball down the fields. You know, uh, you know it was going to be like a fourth and three, I believe, um, and and wanted to wanted to keep it, uh, you know, to a one score one score game at that particular point. Felt like we had some momentum and, and made the choice to keep the points on the board. Damo and then Pat Gallen. Yeah, Doug. Uh, I think they ended up with 191 rushing yards uh, for a play action team like that. Uh, that obviously is, is 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 tough. What what was the biggest problem dealing with their uh, you know their run game today? Well, until until again, as you guys know, until we can look at the tape and, and really uh, you know look at it, you know it, it's it, it looked like it was uh, just a, a down you know a downhill rushing attack. You know they did they did do some things on the you know they're they're a stretch running team and, and they did some things on the perimeter to us and got outside, but. Um, you know, it's uh, with with all the moving parts on on offense, with the the jet sweeps and the different things that they do and the tosses. It uh, is something we've got to do, obviously, do a better job of. We we definitely pride ourselves here um, in in stopping the run, and we didn't do a very good job today. Pat and then Rob Motti. Doug, can you take us into um, into Carson's interception in the end zone? That seemed like a, a big momentum changer. What did you see there, and were you able to discuss that with Carson? Um, yeah, you know, it, they believe it was first and ten, and and uh, just wanted to get Carson out of the pocket um, on the play, and and um, you know, again, just a situation where we just got to continue to, uh, you know, keep keep working. You know, if if plays plays are not there, um, you know, don't look to try to make something happen. Just just throw the ball away in that situation or run. And you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, it was a turnover in the end zone, and and. Um, you know, we're just going to continue to correct and, and uh, move forward. Rob and then John McMullen. Doug, overall, what did you think of Carson's performance today? It looked like there were some opportunities to make plays, but without seeing the film and knowing what the intentions were, what did you think overall? Well, I thought again. I thought there were some 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 good plays there, some some good decisions. He did a nice job, you know, handling the run game. Uh, with some of the some of the checks that we had going on, and uh, got us in and out of some some throws, from the standpoint of uh, bad defenses into into good positive plays. So he he handled the the game that way. You know the one thing, 
again, that, that um, you know, we all have to take a look at, especially offense, is just, just the turnovers. You know, we had the fumble early and then, of course, the, the interceptions. And that's that's kind of been, um, I think, these first two weeks of the regular season. That's, that's uh, you know, been the sort of the tail of the tape. John and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Doug. Uh, you, you lost Isaac Sayamalo in the game. You got Lane Johnson back as a whole. Uh, how do you think the offensive line uh, held up uh, coming off last week? And obviously, uh, from a sack pass protection standpoint, it seemed a lot better. Yeah, I thought they uh, overall, you know, played played well, played played better than than the week before. And um, you know, again, it's a, it's a good it's a good defensive front that we played. We know Aaron Donald is a tremendous football player, and. Our guys handled him, handled you know him and what they were doing, you know, really well. So, uh, hats off to those guys. They worked hard during the week to, to prepare for that, and um, you know, I thought overall did a nice job. Dave and then Jeff McLean. Hey Doug, after that, uh, the decision to kick that field goal or keep the field goal, the Rams drive 75 yards on three plays. What happened on that drive, and, and how disheartening is that that you put your faith in your defense and they can't hold up there? Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing. We we had some momentum. We got the three points, and, and I believe we got it to a, you know, five or a six point game at that particular time, something like that. And uh, really felt like the momentum was on our side. And and you know, defense was was eager and ready to go back, uh, you know, back out on the field, which just needed to find a way to you know get a stop at that particular time and, and get the offense out. And you know, that's the one thing we'll we'll take a look at. And and. Um, you know we've got to we've got to do better there. We've got to coach coach it better and play better in those situations to where everybody understands that you know you get one you get one stop in those situations and give it back to your offense. Um, you know you got a chance to to take the lead on maybe the next possession. Jeff McLean and Tim McManus. Uh, Doug Deshaun Jackson wasn't targeted in the first half, and then it seemed like you guys did a job. Uh, we're conscious of getting him involved in the second half. What was uh, the the what was the Meaning, or you know, why wasn't he involved so early? Well, we had a couple things designed up early. Uh, ball just didn't go his way from you know a progression standpoint. Uh, made a conscious effort at halftime as one of our adjustments to, to get him get him going in the second half, and uh, felt like we did a good job there. He, he's an explosive guy that um, uh, can can you know make make some plays. So. Um, a little bit was the the coverage, uh, you know. Other other times it was uh, you know play design. The ball was going somewhere else, but uh, uh, we'll continue to get him involved with the offense. Tim and then Chris Franklin. Hey Doug, what went into the decision to uh, bring Jalen Hurts up to the number two QB this week after having him inactive week one? And then what did you see of the uh, three plays that you had him in there? Um, well, the decision we always do, you know, what we feel sometimes is best for the football team each and every week, and uh, we felt this week with him with him up, they could uh, give us, uh, you know, give us an opportunity to, to possibly use him, you know, in those in those situations that we did, and and uh, obviously he went in, executed him well, and um, you know, it's a starting point, it's something that we'll evaluate each week. Chris, and then Mike Martin Frank. Hey Doug, it looked like you guys had about six or seven passes that went about longer than 15 yards, and it looked like a lot of stuff was underneath. Was it a concerted effort heading into this week to try to go with a short passing game, or was it something that the Rams secondary and, and back end did to prevent that from happening? Yeah, I mean it's a little of both. Um, 
you know, the other thing too is, you know, when when you got such a good player, Aaron Donald, on the other side, you want to make sure that the, you know, you're you're not back there um, necessarily holding the ball or having lengthy lengthy routes where where it's you know more five and seven steps. So you know the quick passing game, get Carson on the edge, movement stuff, um, you know, to allow him to 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 see the defense and. You know, we had some success there in the first half with that and um, kind of came out in the second half and did the same thing. You know, again, got Deshaun involved a little bit more. But, you know, it's 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 week to week, you know, the way game plans are, are constructed. Um, and, um, you know, we just uh, today just didn't make enough. We need to hang on to the football a little bit better. Time for two more. So let's go Martin and then Nick Fierro. Martin, you're on mute. Go ahead, Nick. Damn. I, um, hey, Doug, how concerned are you about the defense going back to the second half against Washington? I mean, you guys have allowed 64 points in the last six quarters. Well, listen, it's, um, you know, it's not about one player or one unit. Um, you know, the offense has to do their part, obviously, and not turn the football over. And uh, we got to put points on the board when, when we have opportunities. You know, field goals are great, but you know, when we get get into the red zone like that, it's it's uh, we got to come away with more more scores, touchdowns, and and then yeah, I mean the defense you know has a has a part in that too. I mean they they got they pride themselves on you know getting off the field and and um, you know trying to help the offense. Things go these things go hand in hand. It's not it's not one unit, one guy. Uh, it's things we got to we got to address. We got to address them uh, quickly. Last one here with Nick, and then we'll get Carson in. Oh, hi, uh, Doug. Uh, just staying with the defense. Um, you've had a lot of turnover over the last couple of years, you know, with a lot of your key players. Uh, most recently, Malcolm, to move Bruce Hill. You think things are maybe starting to catch up with you, and you need to get these new players more up to speed? I didn't understand. Like the turnover of players? I don't understand the question. You've had a lot of defensive turnover over the last couple of years. The uh, you, you, uh, you're replacing some key players, Malcolm most most recently, uh, Camus Grugier Hill. Um, you've had some some guys, but you know, in the year before, uh, is this kind of caught up to you? You think? No, I mean every every year you're going to have turnover. I mean that's just that's just the way this 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 league is, and 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 the way the business goes. You know, for us, we, we do have some young players in, in some of those some of those roles, right? I mean, you know, you look at linebacker, there are some young players there. Receivers, we got some young players there, and um, we're playing, you know, with some young offensive linemen. So, I mean, that's gonna, that's going to happen. That's part of that's part of this business, and you know, we can't. I don't think you can just hang on the fact that these guys are young anymore. I mean, you know, we're we're coaching them each week, and, and we're getting them prepared to play, and and now they just have to go out and play games. The more Obviously, game experience they get, the better they get, and um, they they you know these players will will help our offense and also help our defense. One of the areas you're seeing some of the young players shine is obviously on special teams, and they're doing a doing a heck of a job there. Coach. All right, that's head coach Doug Peterson's thoughts after the game, and we are uh, waiting any minute now for Carson Wentz to be joining us for a press conference. And I think uh, probably the big thing that stood out to me from listening to 
Doug Peterson's press conference um, was just about the offensive line and their performance that, uh, look, they really handled Aaron Donald well, and I looking at the stat sheet based on everything we talked about coming into this game with Aaron Donald and everything we had seen. And hey, let's Carson, uh, thanks for taking the time today. We'll get started with Les Bowen and then Zach Berman. Hey, Carson. Uh, the interception to uh, when you're trying to get the ball to JJ and just overall the, the way the offense uh, hasn't been able to really establish itself uh, consistently this season. What's going on? Uh, what did you see? Yeah, the interception, um, they made a great play. Um, you know, I got out on the, uh, the naked there to the left, and um, they had, had us covered pretty well. I, I got pretty aggressive, tried to force one in there. Um, guy made a great play, so uh, I got to be smart in that, in that situation. And overall, offensively, um, you know, we, we know we're right there. You know, at the end of the day, we, we had two turnovers, uh, excuse me, two interceptions and, and the fumble. Um, Turning the ball over is really killing us the last two weeks. Those are things we know we can clean up. But other than that, uh, we truly feel that we're right there. We're just missing some things, timing of some things. Um, so we're not panicking. We, we know what we got to clean up, and we will. Zach and then Jeff Skaversky. Hey, Carson. So what is the issue with the turnovers? Is it is it timing? Is it trying to make a play? What do you, you identify as the biggest issue here? Yeah, I mean, everyone's kind of case by case. You know, last week it was something – Today, like I just said, you know, I tried to tried to force one in there, uh, make a play when, you know, I probably didn't need to, and so you know the, the fumble, you know, that Miles had that that happens. You know, those are things. The timing of our, our mistakes is really killing us right now, um, but we know once we get these things cleaned up, you know, we have the potential uh, with the pieces that we have on offense to be to be great, to be elite uh, on offense, and you know we're excited to get those things fixed and to start showing that we are elite. Jeff and then Mike K. Hey, Carson, obviously with the talent around this team, you guys didn't expect an 0-2 start. What is your level of frustration with the way things have gone these first two weeks? I mean, we're obviously frustrated. You never want to start 0-2. You know, last week, the way we lost Washington um, and starting 0-1, obviously not what we what we want and not how we expect to finish ball games. And then today, um, coming out behind it again, not, not where you want to be, um, but we know that there's enough things through two games, off, offensively speaking, um, that we can put on the tape and know, all right, we're just we're right there. We're just missing some things. We're right there. Don't panic. We'll be okay. Um, and I've always had all the confidence in the world in our defense. Um, you know, things happen, but um, we're not panicking. We're, you know, we're excited to get back on it. Mike and then Chris Murray. Carson, what did what did you? Sorry, getting feedback here. Uh, Carson, what did you see on the throw to JJ that resulted in an interception? Yeah, uh, I was just moving to my left and. Um, saw JJ had a step on his guy, um, really just tried to force it in there before the free safety, obviously not what I should have done. Um, guy undercut it, made a great play. And, um, yeah, that, that definitely, we had, we had some good momentum that drive going. We were moving the ball well, um, tried to do too much, try to make a play and, uh, obviously can't do that. Chris and then Bo Wolf. Yeah, Carson, what do you do to kind of clean things up with this offense? It seems like, uh, You've been kind of inconsistent and, and not play, and not playing a, a good consistent quarter throughout the uh, first couple of games of the season. Yeah, just we got to execute. Plain and simple, we got to execute. You know, we we executed some things very well today. Um, you know, I thought we had some some good movement up front, running the ball um, in our turbo type stuff, tempo, up tempo offense. Um, did some good things, just not enough, not enough, and got to got to protect the football. So uh, I've said it a couple times now, but we're not we're not panicking. The sky's not falling. 
Um, there's some good things that we're doing, and, and we'll get back on it. We have time for a few more, so let's go Bo, Eden, and Jamie. Carson, what did they do to take away the deep ball in this game? Yeah, they, that's that's really what they did to, to take away the deep ball. They just played soft uh, on the outside. They they wanted to keep everything in front of them, and um, they did a good job of that. You know, we had to take a lot of underneath throws and, and take what they were presenting and giving us, and um, that's kind of the style of their defense at the same time. So, you know, we, we took what was there. We thought we did some good things, but um, we got to be creative and find ways to, to get the ball downfield or just be smart and not force it like I did on, on the one interception. Ed Kratz and then Jamie. Hey, Carson. Um, just – Deshaun Jackson didn't have his first target until the second half. Were they taking him away in the first half, or was it just a conscious decision not to go to him? Uh, it's really no explanation, I guess. Um, just kind of the nature of the game. You know, Deshaun's a guy that uh, we always believe in, uh, no matter who's on him and no matter where he's at. And so um, it was just kind of the flow of the game, how it worked out. But, you know, he's a guy we know that scares the heck out of defenses. And, um, does a great job of creating separation and getting open. So he'll definitely be um, featured in our offense. It's just kind of the way it happened today um, in the first half. Last one here with Jamie. Carson, you said you guys are um, have all the tools to be an elite offense. So given the 0-2 start, what to you is the most disappointing factor in all of that? Um, you know, I think, like you said, we, we do feel that we have the pieces, we have the talent, we have the guys – um, to be an elite offense. Um, the turnovers have been killing us. The turnovers, you know, I got to protect the football, plain and simple. You know, I got to own that. And, um, you know, some of those things we, we can clean up and the timing of the, the mistakes and the turnovers is really hurting us. And so um, we believe we can really hone in what we do and execute better and just protect the football and we'll be just fine. Thanks, Carson. Thank you, guys. All right, the Eagles quarterback reiterating, this guy is not falling, which is something that uh, the Eagles usually say earlier in the season. At least they have the last three years, and they've made the playoffs every single one of those times. So this guy is not falling. We are not panicking. Uh, we are here are waiting for more players to uh, join the press conference. So I am staying on my toes, ready to quickly shuffle you back over there the instant a player is ready to give a press conference. And going back to Carson Wentz and the things that he had to say, and, uh, and Fran, um, and Fran, let me get your takeaways. He says, look, we have the talent to make this work. The turnovers are where, uh, where we really need to clean it up, and those are on a case-by-case -case basis. What's your assessment of his assessment of what's been uh, going right and going wrong for this offense? Yeah, I mean, he said it there at the end. You know, I, I have to take better care of the football. You know, whether you're talking about the interceptions this week, uh, the fumble and the interceptions last week, he, he has owned it and said he's got to take better care of the football. The, the picks this week, a little bit different than the ones from last week. Um, but look, all of them are going to be individual cases that the coaches and Carson will all go through in the film tomorrow on Monday when they come into the NovaCare complex. But you got to get that, that stuff figured out before next week. And obviously they take on a Cincinnati team that's got a little bit of juice, even though they're 0-2. Uh, you know, they've got some juice here that with two games. They feel they should be 2-0 coming into this week. Well, uh, yeah, and I think the Eagles also feel like they should be 2-0. 2-0-2 teams. I did not expect to be saying that when. Uh, all right, and Miles Sanders is ready for a press conference. Let's listen. Mike Sealski and then Ed Benkin. Hi, Miles. Um, what, what reason do you guys have to believe that you can turn this around at this point, given the way things went today and, and the way things went last week? Um, it's a long season. It's pretty simple. Uh, it's not the end of the world. We've still got 14 more games left. Um, all it takes is just us, us resiliency. Uh, Coach Doug, he always talks about that, and 
that's exactly the type of team we are. You know, we had a lot of setbacks last year, and despite all the stuff that happened last year, we still made the playoffs. So uh, I still think anything's possible, and it's still early in the season. Ed and then Daniel. Hi, Miles. Um, you, know, you know, you said you could have played last week. You got a pretty heavy workload today. Were you? Do you feel? Did you feel pretty fresh throughout the game? Do you feel pretty good after the game, health-wise, after really getting a, a pretty good workload this afternoon? I feel, I feel good. I feel fresh. You know, I didn't take as take all the you know all the all the plays and stuff that all the other players in the league were doing during training camp. So I felt pretty fresh, but it also hurt me at the end of the day. You know, uh, my conditioning was uh, kind of a problem in the game, but I still. Uh, you know, just toughed it out, and you know, I'm still out there for my team. But, uh, but yeah, I still feel fresh. You know, um, despite the, the fumble, uh, I take that. That's on me. Um, you know, I, I didn't have a training camp or you know, or like weeks of practice. This week was my only week of practice, like full practice. So, uh, so um, that was expected, or you know, but um, that's on me, and it won't even happen again. Daniel, and then Jeff McLean. Miles, uh, what happened on the fumble? I honestly don't remember. Uh, I just know my ball was low, and it just—I think somebody got a hand on it and it slipped out. But like I said, I didn't—I didn't have a whole camp. I'm not making excuses either, but I didn't have a whole camp to, you know, get the hits. I didn't have no scrimmages or nothing like that. So, uh, like I said, this was my first full week of, of practice, and uh, yeah. So, Jeff, and then Ron Mahdi. Uh, Miles, it seemed like you uh, rebounded, though, and there were a lot of holes to run through. What, you know, how was the offensive line doing? Obviously, a patchwork group of guys. You know, what did you feel like you guys saw on film in terms of how that was developing? Uh, the, the line did a hell of a job. Uh, They're blocking their ass off all, all weekend and today. Uh, did a good job of, of uh, you know, containing 99, and they're, they're a two-gap offense. So uh, we, I was just using the double teams, and then having the, the linebackers really choose. There were so many gaps that the linebackers didn't know which hole to choose. So that's why the running game was so successful. And, you know, I, I trust those guys uh, with my life. So um, as long as they're going, and I'm right behind them. Trying to make them look good. Rob and then John McMullen. Miles, Carson seemed confident that you guys are an elite offense and you can get back to that if you can just clean up the turnovers. How frustrating is it to start off 0-2 when you think in your mind that you have that kind of offense and that kind of team? Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't. Um, but like I said, it's it's a blessing that it's a, it's, a, it's a long season. And we, like I said, we got hella opportunities week by week just to get better and um, you know, get some get some W's on the left hand of that, that column. John and then Martin Frank. Hey, Miles. Uh, you mentioned a little bit you didn't have a summer, really. Didn't have a training camp. How do you think you handled the other aspects of the game? You recovered while running the football. As far as hitting your spots as a receiver and pass protection, how do you think that went? Uh, what, they didn't blitz. They didn't blitz a lot. Um, I thought they would blitz a lot, despite the, the struggles that we had last week. But they actually didn't. I picked up one blitz. Uh, I just felt like our, our the O line, the running backs, the quarterback, tight ends, the whole. I mean, as far as protection and, and, and running the ball, I think we were actually finally on the same page compared to last week. Uh, we and all we can do is just build off that. We have time for two more, so let's go, Martin, and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Miles. How frustrating, how disappointing was, was that interception in the end zone? I mean, you guys, you know, scored the two touchdowns at the end of the first half, and, you know, you were, you were just about at their 20-yard line and everything. I mean, was that kind of tough for you guys to overcome? Yeah. Uh, 
uh, very frustrating, you know. Um, but like I said, they they got everybody's in this league for a reason. It was a hell of an interception. Um, I mean, I, I guess he, I think the guy dove for it, but you know, they get paid to do what they do too. But um, yeah, uh, it set us back. I, I don't remember if they scored off that drive or not, but uh, but yeah, that definitely hurt us. Last one here with Dave. Hey, Miles, you mentioned that, uh, you know, it's a long season, and Carson also said the sky isn't falling, but how do you balance that mindset with also realizing that there has to be a, a level of intensity and urgency right now? Uh, just taking it day by day, um, week by week, and game by game, play by play. That's It's, it's very simple. We just got to get back to being us and stop doing too much and just play Eagles football. Thanks, Miles. Yeah, thank you. Okay, running back Miles Sanders in his season debut saying, I am not making excuses, but I didn't have a training camp. This is my first week of practice. So the fumble, uh, look, that's just rust. And that was actually kind of my instinct when I first saw that too because Miles did not have the fumble issues last season. Here is Jason Kelsey. Let's hear his thoughts. Nick and then Tim McManus. Oh, hi, Jason. Um, it looked like uh, the protection issues that you had from last week, whether it was the line or the backs, tight ends, uh, seemed to be cleaned up today. Is that something that you could take away from this game at least? Oh, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, there's always going to be analysis on how the game went. And, um, you know, obviously last week everybody kind of took their uh, turns messing up, whether it was uh, blown blocks, blown – um, assignments, uh, you know, whatever. The pass protection last week certainly wasn't good enough. Um, I thought it felt pretty good out there today. Obviously, playing one of the best players in the league, uh, Aaron Donald. There was a huge emphasis on being able to stop him. He's a game wrecker. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I thought we did a, a, a pretty good job of, of, of stopping him and, and the majority of their players for, in terms of pass rush. Tim and then Zach. Jason, what was the game plan with Aaron Donald, and uh, you know, who, who do you credit for uh, for helping to stop him? Well, yeah, I mean, we don't make it too difficult; just double team him. Uh, you know, I think he's by far, uh, you know, a generational talent that can wreck a game. And you know, you could see he's getting frustrated because he knows he's, you know, we're making it extra hard for him. But um, you know, I think uh, you know when you're in a when you're in a position where you can double them, double them. Uh, there's going to be times you're going to be one on one, and in those instances, you you gotta uh, you know man up, I guess. But um, you know, just try to put him in a situation where you know he's not going to be able to wreck the game for us. And you know, we've uh, we put emphasis on that every time we played him. Um, he's a tremendous player. Um, I got so much respect for that guy. Um, so, you know, I think that obviously Stout's the one that builds all these uh, protection plans and everything. So, um, and, and obviously we throw our two cents in uh, throughout the week. And uh, by game time, we got a, a pretty solid uh, plan of attack. Zach and then Chris Murray. Hey, Jason, big picture. I, I know it's only two games, but 0-2 is not a good hole. What do you view yourself as big picture? How do you look at it? Um, you know, I try not to look at it big picture. Obviously, very frustrating to be 0-2. Um, you know, but it's on the next week. You know, I think uh, it's only going to going to stop when we start winning games. And, um, you know, I don't think it really behooves you to uh, to look too far past our next opponent, which is Cincinnati Bengals. Um, just everybody's just got to try, watch the tape, get better, um, improve. 
you know, as, as an individual, collectively, as a team, find out what you can do to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to help us take care of this. Um, you know, obviously really frustrating uh, to be 0-2, but, you know, this is, this is the spot we've put ourselves in. So uh, what's next? Well, what's next is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and, uh, you know, we got to be ready to play them and uh, try and get this thing back on track. Uh, um, Jason, how difficult is it for the offense to watch another team's offense go 65, 70 yards while you guys are sitting on the field? Does that throw off the rhythm of the offense, of your offense, when you see that? Well, you know, obviously, you know, we knew going in that we were going to have to try and, you know, keep the ball, you know, away from them. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, if you if you give them a lead early and allow them to establish all the misdirection and runs and play actions and everything that they're good at, this team has been proven to be very successful, uh, you know, throughout their tenure with Sean McVay. Um, you know, he's a great coach. He's a great schemer, and that's what they want to be in. Um, so obviously starting off the game, receiving the football and getting a turnover and spotting them seven points, uh, you know, that enables them to just stay in that situation. You know, I think uh, if you look at the teams that have played well against these guys, against the 49ers, against teams like this that want to do the run and play action, you you try and get up on them early. You try and force their hand into uh, getting out of what they're comfortable in. And we weren't able to do that offensively. Uh, so we made it very, very difficult for our defense. Um, and, it, and that started from the jump with the turnover. And I think, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's frustrating to watch a defense, uh, you know, unfortunately not be able to get off of the field on third down and, and go through what they went through. But uh, part of that's on us for allowing, uh, you know, the, the Rams do, uh, to dictate that. So I think offensively, you know, we, we go out, we score uh, receiving the ball, and we uh, get off to a better start. That limits... Uh, what the Rams uh, want to do. That gets the, all of a sudden it puts them in the in the position of trying to uh, change up uh, what their bread and butter is. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's on us offensively. Time for one more here. So let's go, Ed Kratz. Hey, hi, Jason. Um, Matt Matt Pryor Matt Pryor came into the game, and uh, how do you think he did? And how does the team go from eight sacks last week to zero this week? Well, you know, I think that, you know, obviously the eight sacks, don't get me wrong, the offensive line played uh, nowhere near what we're, um, you know, what what we expect to play and, and what our, our uh, um, you know, our level of um, uh, of where we want to be at last week was not there. Uh, but there was everybody to share in those eight sacks. You know, I think that obviously we didn't do well, but, um, you know, between uh, – you know, offensive line, running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks. I think everybody kind of shared a little bit to blame last week. Uh, this week, um, we had a great game plan, you know, uh, and, and guys did their jobs. You know, we got better. That's that's the whole motto of this season. Everybody between the backs, the offensive line, the quarterback, everybody was doing a much better job this week at pass protection and um, and, and, and at facilitating a successful uh, situation from the pocket. And I think that um, – uh, that's not just us. That's everybody. And I think, um, you know, that's all you're trying to do. You're all just trying to get better, trying to do your job just a little bit better. Uh, coaches, players, everybody. And, uh, you know, we did that in pass protection this week. But, um, you know, obviously it wasn't good enough to get a win. And uh, that's the uh, that's the end goal for all of this. So it's going to keep on, uh, you know, watching the tape, keep on learning, keep on getting better. And, uh, you know, we got next week uh, coming up here with the Bengals.
That's Eagles center Jason Kelsey was hit with his thoughts after the game. We are expecting Brandon Graham any minute to take his press conference. And uh, here he is. Hey, BG, thanks for taking the time today. We'll get started with Mike Sealski and then Bo Wolf. Hi, Brandon. Um, big picture, where do you feel like you guys are at at 0-2? Is this dire yet, or is this something that you guys feel confident you can really get turned around? I'm confident that we can turn this around. Um, when you look at certain parts of the game, you like, okay, um, you know, we 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 don't beat ourselves in certain situations. You know, we we getting off the field on defense, and then you know um, we can't give up the ball, and then on defense we gotta have the offense back. You know, we just gotta stick together, and I, I believe that uh, we we gonna do that. We'll go Bo, and then Al Thompson. Brandon, you guys have played them in that scheme before and had more success. Did they do anything differently today? It it it, it just didn't look like you guys were quite as prepared. I mean, we was we, we knew how they was going to play us. You know, we knew that they liked to, uh, you know, play left and right, you know, um, and we almost had them playing our game, going straight, drop back. But um, I know that um, they did a good job. They the best, you know, at doing, you know, having a lot of distraction out there. And uh, Coach, you know, harped on it all, all week. We got to stop they, they, the boots. We got to stop the stretch game. And uh, today, it came down to those little things. Uh, I had a, I had some in there too myself where, you know, when they popped on them runs, I'm holding myself accountable. Uh, I missed on some because I was playing uh, the boot because they've been doing it all game. And, you know, it just it got me frustrated. But, you know, I can't do that uh, being the leader of this team. So I'm just holding myself accountable. Uh, but I do know that, um, you know, there's something that, that can be fixed. And I'm excited, uh, you know, being the leader, one of the leaders on these teams. I just I just know that we, we got a lot that we can, uh, you know, make up for. All we got to do is start getting the winning column. Al and then Paul Domowicz. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, Brandon, your misdirection game is 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 pretty good. Uh, how difficult is it to deal with that? And then and then they come back and hit you with that up the middle play uh, to Henderson, uh, to Henderson, or I forget which running back. But I mean, just how challenging is that offense to play against? Uh, you know what? It's, it's it's a challenge, but it's something that we you know have been successful in. We just had to stay true to who we were and, and reading our keys and staying true as defensive end. We had to we had to close down and make sure that we squeeze the gap. Um, and certain and we did it for most of the game. But you know, uh, those big plays happen when you when you try to do something different. And so uh, we can't get frustrated by uh, their game plan. We got to make sure that we continue to stay doing those little things on what we do as a defense and how we how we play and uh you know we should be fine but I do think it's everything that that happened today was self-inflicted and you know of course they came out and they executed and um you know they won the game but I I know that we can um we can get a lot of stuff right uh cuz I love our spirit I love our fight uh we almost we was right there um and then the turnover happened but we could still have um Carson's back if we get off the field uh to give him the ball back but that didn't happen uh they scored again and you know uh they just we just couldn't stop the bleed. Al and the please. All right, uh, Brandon, um, as one of the leaders on this team, um, the turnover ratio on both sides of the ball is not where it needs to be for you guys to be successful. As one of the leaders, is it, your, is it can it be your place to, to address the entire team? We have to get better in this area because it's just not happening right now. 
Well, that's what's cool about this team. You know, a lot of guys have already been talking to each other, you know, about uh, what we seen out there today, uh, what we didn't like on certain stuff. And, you know, we, we ready to get that thing right. You know, whatever it is that, you know, we see, uh, we try to address it. And that's what I love at, uh, with this team right now because, you know, through adversity, people start to point the finger, but that's not us. A lot of guys uh, owned up to what they did today, and, you know, we moving on because the sky is not falling, like Coach said, and we're down two. We put ourselves in this position, but we can definitely get it out if, uh, and, and, and you know, we didn't work this hard all offseason to turn our back on each other, you know, right now. Uh, we just need to stay focused, stay stay uh, working working hard, and, you know, you know we, 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 we fighters, and we're not going to give up, and I, I love, um, you know, just that about us and we got to keep that and uh, I think we will. Next question here with Marcus. Brandon, you've got uh, three number one picks, two, two uh, big time uh, free agents on a defensive line. You guys have uh, had to absorb some turnovers of football and a lot of turnover of the personnel, but it seems like your defensive line in the first two games should be more productive. That's where so many resources are spent. How do you, how do you I guess, reflect on on that and the job you guys have done in the last eight quarters? Well, you know, we we, we figure for us, we hold ourselves accountable. We're, we're the engine of this defense, and we got to make sure that we we uh, we step it up some. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, you're right, man. We, we can we can be more dominant, more dominant, you know, and I think um, it's just going to start in practice like, we, like we've been doing. Just got to keep working. Can't get frustrated when teams try to play you a different way, you know, uh, and we just got to get it done. And I think uh, we will. I know we will, you know, and I'm not worried. Uh, I'm excited, actually, because, you know, when a lot of adversity hit, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, definitely give up on you, but that's not this team. Uh, we, 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 we still gonna fight, and we still gonna, and we still got a lot of great greatness ahead of us. And you know, we believe, and that's all that matters. We gonna make sure we get it right. Thanks, PG. Appreciate you. Okay, clearly the sky is not falling is a Doug Peterson mantra with several guys coming out of the locker room saying that. And look, it's true. And Brandon Graham, always optimistic, truly a guy who believes this team can bounce back. All right, now any second now, Rodney McLeod is going to be joining us. There he is. Okay. John McMullen and then Jeff McLean. Uh, hey, Rod. Uh, obviously, we talked a lot all week about the Rams and their misdirection, and looks like you guys won a lot of big nickel with Marcus out there. Uh, how do you think it all went? Um, I mean, we came up short today. Uh, we lost. Um, we Our goal was to stop the run goal was to eliminate the boot game. Uh, we understood, you know, they would do a lot of misdirection, jet motions, screens, uh, and we didn't execute to the best of our abilities today. And we have to own that right now. Uh, we consider ourselves a, a good run defense and a good overall defense. And today, uh, we failed to do that. Uh, we gave up too many touchdowns, not enough turnovers. Um, we're behind the, the sticks a lot on first and second down, which put us, um, which put them in, in position where, you know, we were faced with a lot of third and twos, a lot of third and threes, and that's, you know, that's challenging uh, to win. But uh, overall, we were unsuccessful today, and uh, we got to get back to work. Uh, that, that's all you can do um, in this moment. Uh, you have to wear this on your sleeve, understand who we are and where we are at this point in time, and, um, you know, go back to work and, and prepare for Cincinnati.
Jeff and then Jamie. Ronnie, were you surprised by anything you saw from, from the Rams today on offense in terms of their play calling? No, it was identical to what we practiced. Uh, it, this was one of those games where you had to play uh, fundamentally sound, disciplined ball, um, trusting one another, uh, whether that's, you know, D-line, uh, holding up there in the bargain, standing their gaps to us in the back end, understanding how they're going to attack us in what areas and where we need to be. Uh, I felt like we uh, started to chase plays rather than uh, being in the moment uh, and, and, you know, trusting one another consistently. Uh, we did, you know, battle back uh, and put ourselves in good position, but uh, failed to finish the game in that fourth quarter. Jamie and then Dave. Rodney, you guys probably consider yourselves an elite defense. So given that, uh, what is the most frustrating thing to you with the 0-2 start? That we're much better than, you know, the results. Uh, you know, we put in a lot of work. Uh, like I said, we, last week we started off fast. This week we started slow and, and you know, put ourselves behind. Uh, but still, both times we managed to fall short in that fourth quarter. And so, you know, we just have to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out, uh, I mean, what we're doing, uh, we need to give a little bit more of ourselves, uh, you know, uh, whatever that looks like individually. Uh, and then collectively, we just have to put a complete game together, uh, particularly on defense. Uh, I can't speak on what goes on the other side of the ball, but defensively, uh, we need to do our part. Uh, we need to play stingy defense. We have time for a few more, so let's go Dave, Les, and Zach. Right, you mentioned some guys started to chase plays a little bit. How do you prevent that, and why does that happen in a game where the team you're playing does kind of exactly what you expect them to? Uh, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, the, like the Rams and what they do, uh, you know, they, they hit you with, you know, the stretch, and then they convert it with a boot, and then they run a screen. Um, you know, you're, you're constantly, uh, you know, just unconventional uh, style offense, I would say, at, at this day and age and, and where we are. And we knew that coming in. Uh, and that was the, the task at hand and, and what we needed to do. Uh, myself included, a couple plays. You know, you're playing the last play rather than uh, playing the play at hand and what you see right in front of you. So uh, we have to make sure uh, moving forward, man, we just be present. Uh, focus on the play at hand, get the job done. And, you know, that'll put us in a good position to win, the, win these games. Les and then Zach. Hey, Rodney. Is there a problem in the defense with knowing where everybody is supposed to be pre-snap? Uh, the linebackers in particular seem to be out of position a lot. What did you see? Uh, no, I think, uh, you know, guys uh, knew exactly where they needed to be. Uh, the Rams, they do a lot of up-tempo uh, style offense. They get to the line very quick, get in their spots. Either they go on first sound or uh, they're trying to, uh, to figure out what, what defense you're in and, and, and they go on too. Uh, so we understood that. Uh, we had our adjustments for speed breaks versus, you know, if they gave us, um, you know, uh, normal offense. So I don't, I don't think that rattled us. I don't think that, that played a factor. It was more so us executing um, consistently, uh, you know, for 60 minutes. Uh, and like I said, we started off slow, battled back, um, and then we couldn't close this game out when our team needed us. 
Peyton Riding fourth quarter there. Doug Peterson, uh, he, he, he declines the penalty on the field goal. It's a five-point game, and the defense comes out, and, 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 and the Rams score on three plays. What happened in that sequence in particular? Uh, repeat that again. The sequence when they scored on a three-play drive, it started with the 40-yard run by Henderson, and, and then Higby caught the 38-yard touchdown. But the, that three-play drive there, what happened? Just not in our not in our gaps. Uh, you know, gap responsibility. We all have to um, play that play, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it was nothing that uh, the Rams did. It was all self-inflicted, and us um, not being where we needed to be. And we can't give up explosive runs or explosive passes. Uh, they get the 40-yard run. Obviously, we get them down, and and now our back's against the wall. Uh, we're trying to fight, and uh, they run uh, what we call flagel, sneak the tight end um, out, and you know we just have to have good eyes and, and, and disciplined football, and that's what this game uh, was today, and we were the undisciplined team. Thanks, Rodney. Rodney McLeod continuing to use this platform for social justice, wearing that Breonna Taylor sweatshirt that you just saw there. All right, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side, it's Fran's Breakdown, the Rico Review, featuring a Dallas Goddard play, along with the nominees for the Toyota Player of the Week. Stay with us. This does not look like a discount sofa. It's not. Everything I sell is quality furniture, and I give you a discount. Bob's discount. Interesting. I remember this for as long as I live. Hmm. Bob, you look so young. Do you remember? It's not discount furniture. It's quality furniture at a discount. Bob's discount. At Bob's discount! Only at Bob's discount furniture. All right, welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. It's now time for the Rico Review, and Fran Duffy is going to bring us Jalen Hurts' first play as an Eagle. Take a look. Well, all offseason, we have been waiting to see how the Eagles would be using quarterback Jalen Hurts in this offense. Would he be working by himself? Would he be working alongside Carson Wentz? Well, here on Sunday, we got a little bit of an answer here as we got to see Jalen Hurts, a big part of the offense in the opening half. A couple of plays here where he served as eye candy for the Eagles offense. This is the very first time we're seeing him. Here he is with quarterback Carson Wentz under center. You're going to see Jalen Hurts to his right with Miles Sanders flanked to his left. So what we're going to see here is basically a triple screen by the Eagles offense. You're going to throw Miles Sanders out to the left side. You're going to put Jalen Hurts out to the right. Carson Wentz is going to drop back and pump fake to both players, try and get the defense to widen out, create a huge void in the middle of the field where Dallas Goddard is going to sneak right up the seam. So we'll just let this play out. Carson Wentz is going to take the snap. He's going to throw the pump fake to his left throw another to his right. I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs do this time and time again with Travis Kelsey, and that's exactly what they do here to open up the seam for Dallas Goddard. Carson Wentz drops back and hits Goddard over the middle of the field. It's a first down and helps set up the Eagles' first touchdown of the game. They go down 21-9 in the first quarter. 
go. And now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. This week's nominees, Eagles linebacker TJ Edwards, defensive end Brandon Graham, and running back Miles Sanders. And Fran and Ike, uh, I'm going with Brandon Graham on this one. Of course, it was exciting to see him on the field after he had been in the concussion protocol this week. Oh, he had the sack of Jared Goff, the lone sack of the game. But let me read you this tweet from Chris Long as well, giving BG some love. Former Eagle Chris Long says, BG saves a TD. No stat for it. Don't be the box score pass rush watcher making his uh, presence felt on and off the stat sheet. That's my pick. What about you, Ike? Yeah, good job by BG getting a hand on uh, Jared Goff's elbow to force that high throw to that wide open uh, Henderson in the end zone. But I got to be honest with you, Amy, of the three candidates, I know TJ made that big play to help set up a touchdown to get the Eagles back in the game, but I just don't want to give it to either of these guys. I mean, the defense played poorly today. TJ's a part of the defense. Miles Sanders fumbled early in the game, put the Rams in scoring position. I'm going to go off the board here a little bit. I'm going to go with the offensive line. Big bounce back week for them. Did a nice job in the run game for Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. And guess what? No sacks on Carson Wentz today, I believe. Was able to keep the quarterback clean. Can't say the offensive line was any cause for the miscues today from the quarterback or the running back. So I would give it to the O-line. Aaron Donald, four games against the Eagles, has yet to get a sack. So definitely uh, offensive line deserves a lot of love. Um, Fran, are you going to take one of the three nominees that we have been given, or do you want to make something up as well? Well, I mean, Ike, I just can't believe you didn't give it to TJ Edwards. He gets a, a forced fumble on special teams. I would thought, like, you know, the special teams pro bowler, oh, you'd be all over this. I, uh, surprising, but... Um, I definitely get where you're coming from, Mike, and I 100% agree with you about the offensive line. To me, one of the things that I'm excited to kind of put on display tomorrow is the uh, fact that the offensive line was able to get so much movement in the run game. A, a bunch of those Miles Sanders runs, you could see the double teams working up to the second level, getting movement at the line of scrimmage. To me, that was a big part of why the run game was able to be so successful, but with that being said, if I'm going to vote for one of these three, I am going to give it to Miles Sanders just because he, he makes his return. He has that critical fumble on the opening drive. Um, you know, I'd like to see him you know, own that in the, with the media this week, say, like, hey, you know, I got to be better than that. Uh, got to protect the football. But when you're talking about Miles Sanders, what he means to this offense, we got to see that today. Just under 100 yards rushing, did reach the end zone. Um, so, yeah, uh, to me, if I'm going to of those three, I'm going to give it to Miles Sanders. But that's like a, with a, a little bit of a tip of the cap to the offensive line as well. Well, and hopefully now Miles has his legs under him. He's had a game, and he's going to be moving forward uh, without uh, – it sounds like he feels confident that he's not going to be making those same mistakes again. All right, we are going to be looking ahead and moving forward, and next week the Bengals are coming are – coming, are coming <laughs> to Philadelphia uh, for a 1 p.m. kickoff. Press Taylor will be making his return as well as he is the head coach um, head coach there uh, in Cincinnati. And uh, the Bengals also 0-2 after a loss to the Browns, 35-30 on Thursday night football. We will, of course, be uh, covering everything for you, starting with uh, the, the uh, kickoff show, which will be 45 minutes before kickoff now. So we'll be right here at 12-15 with Fran Duffy and then again after the game. The post-game show presented by Rico, myself, Fran, and Ike. We do it every week. You know the drill at this point. We hope to see you next week. Until then, have a great week.